Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, October 21st. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only, the switch-hitting golfer himself, the PGA expert, just got off the course yesterday. He's ready to go. It's Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing well. Yeah, and even though the birdie putts didn't fall for me yesterday, just getting out there and playing on a beautiful fall day gets me in the right frame of mind here to attack the Zozo Championship out in California. It's going to be a good one. I'm very excited about it. Uh, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday, as we always do with our weekly PGA uh, podcast. And uh, we'll be posting lineups in Discord later this evening uh, for those of you that are members. And if you want to become a member, this is a great time to do it. You want to give them the one-two on this new winter special? Oh, yeah. Perfect time. Uh, winter special will take you now until the Super Bowl and another week after that. So you get the entire football season. You get golf all the way through. We got playoff baseball going right now. Coach had an awesome World Series lineup and player advice on both sites last night. We cashed there. And then hopefully we'll get the beginning of the NBA season in the winter package. And what you do is you save on the monthly, and then you're going to get all those lineups in every sport. Uh, football, we do every slate. Sunday main slate, primetime games, showdown. Um, it's fun. It's it's a full week. Uh, so just get that at DFSCoachTalk.com, and we'll get you in to our Discord, and that's where we give you our lineups. Awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. And definitely love to have you. We have some great new members that have jumped in recently, and we're having a blast. And um, we're hot, too. So we got to keep that streak going in uh, the World Series tonight. And then uh, golf, uh, of course, and uh, lots of football. So this is an exciting tournament, though. I am so fired up because this Zozo is the real deal. All the big dogs are out. El Tigra is showing yes. up for this one. So we'll see what he's got in the tank. He's got some good uh, course history here. Uh, but I would like to, first of all, before we dive in head first, is I would like to thank our presenting sponsor. And, of course, that is betus.com.pa. And I was pretty fired up. I, I uh, chunked up pretty big, if you want to put it that way, uh, on the L.A. Dodgers minus one and a half yesterday Beautiful. on our lovely partners at betus.com.pa. So that was a cha-chinger, and uh, hope to follow that up with something good uh, tonight as well. So we love their partnership. If you haven't had a chance to check it out on Twitter, uh, we have a contest going that uh, is sponsored by BetUS, and they had put it up on their uh, site as well. Uh, it's a $100 free giveaway, and it goes until October 30th. So check us out on Twitter, Twitter DFS Coach Talk, uh, at DFS Coach Talk. That's our Twitter uh, and just uh, retweet and like it. And as long as you're following both DFS Coach Talk and uh, betus.com.pa, then you are eligible for that 100 smackerinis that we will uh, choose and put on our podcast on Friday that uh, our wonderful uh, Sugar Shane Caldwell and Andrew will announce. So enjoy that. All right, let's get into this golf tournament. I'm fired up. Coming off a, a nice week last week, had a bunch of my guys in there, actually had the champ who had never won a tournament before. 
So it was a fun golf week. And this this week, there's no digging for names. This We're back to figuring out how we're going to make salary, <laughs> which is very <laughs> difficult. So you want to give us a little rundown on the Zozo and how it plays and, and uh, you know, it, it factored in certainly to some of the statistics that we pulled to share with you today. Absolutely. So they are playing at the Sherwood Country Club in Thousand Oaks, California. It's a bit of a shorter course, just under 7,100 yards, par 72, and it's got a little bit of a unique layout from what we normally see because there's five par fives and five par threes. Wow. So I took a, a deep dive into the par five scoring last year and this year on tour and par three scoring last year and this year. So we'll share some of those findings with you. Um, but in terms of actual tournament history on this course, this is where the Hero World Challenge was played between 2000 and 2014. And as you mentioned, Mr. Woods, uh, pretty strong course history here, five wins and five <laughs> second place finishes in that event. And of course- it, That's it, insane. It is insane. <laughs> I mean, he, he owned that event. Yeah. And it was a it was always a smaller field between 16 and 18 players. Yeah. And so this one, of course, much bigger field, but it is only 78 players, another no cut event. Right. So just a lot of fun, you know, to get after it this week and pick your guys and know they're going to be there all four rounds and really try to strategize. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it sort of threw everybody last week. Everybody was asking us in Discord, what's the cut? What's the cut line? It's so cool not to have to sweat that because it ends up being like, you know, you always have a few guys right on that line. And as you know, in DFS golf, if you only take three or four guys through to the weekend, you're in deep doo-doo. You got to get six or at least at the very minimum five through if you really want to make a run at it. So we don't have to sweat that. And I'll tell you, it made a difference for me this week. I had a couple, two guys that would have gotten cut. There's no question about it. Uh, and uh, they ended up really doing well on the weekend and, and pulling me into the money. So uh, we don't have to worry about that again this week. Now, it is interesting, though, a par 72 uh, and 7,100 yards. I mean, we, we have seen so many of these 7,600, 7,680 with these 640-yard par fives and 500 yard par fours, but this is going to be a completely different ball game and it's going to create a, a, a situation where you're going to need some shot makers. But, I, you know, I've watched enough events on this uh, on this course to know that it's not like you can just it's not a little short link where you can just, you know, go station to station. You still have to pound the ball to get the correct angles into some of these greens. And then on the par threes, you got to land the ball in the right spot on the green, or you're going to be staring at a three putt. So there's tons of strength, take a lot of skill, but we've got all the big names. So what I'd like to share with you before you get into some of those statistics, so that when we're uh, when Andrew's really digging in on the on the uh, statistics of of the where we feel it's going to be important for these guys to shine to do well on this course. Let me give you some of the odds at, uh, that are current right now at betus.com.pa. And I'll give you, I'm going to give you the top 10, and then I'm going to fish down a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit of a different, 
I'm going to give you a 50-50 shot at five questions. So okay. we're going with a different quiz. Instead of having you just drill out all these winners on me, I'm going to try <laughs> to switch it up on you. Okay. All right. Th there's co-favorites to win the event. John Rahm and Xander Shoffley. They're both plus 900, which anytime you're sub plus 1,000, that means, you know, there are a few bucks going on you. So deservedly so, they're both right there. Tied uh, for 3-4 at plus 1,100 is Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas. Then right after him is Webb Simpson, Terrell Hatton, Patrick Reed, who's way up there. Uh, he's got some course history. Colin Morikawa, and then Patrick Cantlay. That's your top 10. Uh, so those are some big, big hitters. Um, now here comes the quiz question. I would like to know if Tiger Woods is one of the top 20 favorites to win this tournament, yes or no? I will say yes. He is. He's number 18th at plus 2,800. And so he should be. He deserves it. With that track record, you would think that he would have been. I tried to trick you on that one, and it did not work. <laughs> um, one for one. All right. Let's see. Would you say that this gentleman is in the top 35 in odds to win the event? And that's Mr. Ricky Fowler. Ooh, that's close. 35? I'm going to say yes. No! Winner for Coach. He's 36. The demise of Ricky Fowler. All the way down at plus 5,500 bananas. So there you go. All right, we'll do one more. This is it. Win or lose. Uh, and that... That will get you another championship belt or not. Okay. Here it is. This is going to be a tough one. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this one because it's got a little bit different twist to it. Okay. Who is more of a favorite to win this tournament? Daniel Berger or Tommy Fleetwood? Hmm. Well, I'm going to say Daniel Berger. You are a winner, and you go to like 38 and 1. Berger <laughs> is plus 3,000, and the aforementioned Fleetwood is plus 3,500. So very good stuff. Real quickly, I just want to, Biz will take me 10 seconds here. I'm going to give you the next. After uh, I, I left off with the top 10 with Cantley, let me give you the next 10 just so when you're going through these stats and Andrew's kicking out some of these names that, that are high up there, uh, you know, the great, it's a great – what I look at a lot are the stats that we focus on and the odds and try to mesh something together to get, uh, you know, the best output based on that with course history. So the next 10, so 11 through 20, uh, Matthew Wolf, Tony Finau, Hideki Matsuyama, Victor Hovland, uh, the aforementioned Tiger Woods, Adam Scott, Joachim Neiman, Harris English, English, and Bubba Watson. So there you go. That's your top crew on betus.com.pa to win the event. And also, if you're gonna, if you're wanting to bet 
the event, not just play DFS on it alone. Terrific matchups. You can bet round by round, whatever you want to do on BetUS. All right, give us, uh, before you, you give us the, the history real quickly, because we're going to get into that, why don't we take a, a quick break since we just talked all about the odds there, because that might have got somebody wanting to, to jump in here and do it. Uh, I want to mention one thing before we go to our guy. Uh, we have a, spe- a specific uh, line just for bet at us.com.pa members that belong to Coach Talk. And our guy is Jensen at extension 2613. And he is dedicated to take care of us, make sure we're getting our 125% match on that first deposit. So you want to definitely uh, connect with him. But here is the man with the golden voice to tell you a little bit more real quickly here about BetUS and how you can join. Here you go. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. All righty, Mr. Hansen. So we're all set with the BetUS side of things. So now it's meat and potatoes. What what are we using to calculate who we're going to put in our lineup? What have you found to be the biggest and most important statistics? And let's try to cross-reference to get some winners. I'm taking notes. I'm ready. All right. Well, meat and potatoes this week, par fives and par threes, going to be a much bigger percentage of your meal. So let's look at those numbers a little bit. Par five scoring this year, obviously a shorter sample size, but a couple guys who've been hot out of the gates. How about Cameron Smith, seventh in that stat? And he's cheap. He's only 7,200 on DraftKings, 8,600 on FanDuel. Last two weeks, he's finished 24th and 11th. So Mm. a lot of good numbers there for a a value player. Okay. Victor Hovland is 12th in that stat this year. Uh, And he was 12th last week at the CJ Cup. And the amazing thing, not to interrupt you, but with Hovland, he's been odd lately, which, you know, He's had three good rounds and one really stinky round that knocks him out of it. But, I mean, he had a bad round in there and would have barely made the cut. So to finish in 12th, that's a guy, you know, once he puts four together, look out. So I just want to mention that because I played him recently and followed that one bad round, and that really stings. So Yeah, he's he's knocking on the door. Yep. Other good par five scores so far this year, Andrew Landry is 15th. Hmm. He's only 6,200, 
So something to consider. He didn't play very well last week. He was 61st. Matthew Wolf is 16th in that stat this year. Yeah. And, of course, he had a terrible week after an awesome week. So I mean, terrible uh, as in last. The almost last. Lost yep. his marbles, man. The interesting thing about Wolf is he has a lot of course history here. He didn't play in the Hero World Challenge, but he lived close by growing up. And he said he played the course about a thousand times. And I think wow. that probably is a bit of an exaggeration, but you get the point. Yeah, he, he played there a ton and he actually knows this course as well as anyone, even Tiger, because he's played it so much. So he's a really, you know, polarizing type choice this week with that great course history, but playing so poorly last week. Uh, and he's, you know, he's not a, he's not cheap. Yeah, he's I'll tell you what he is. Talk about a GPP PGA golfer. I mean, if you take him in your big cash games, man, you better have a a big bucket of Tums with you because he can make you a nervous wreck. And he reminds me, like, not early on, Phil, when Phil was winning tons of stuff, but middle of his career, uh, Phil, and sort of like Bubba Watson, those guys that hit it and go for it on every par five and just it's, you know, guns guns out, blazing. Those guys can win, but they can also shoot an 80. So, yeah, I mean, it's... He seems to be the new breed of, you know, that if you pick him on the right week, he's going to could win it for you or you pick him on the wrong week. He's going to sink your whole squad. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But I like that edge, though. That's a great edge to know that that's somewhat his home course. Absolutely. So other other guys in the top 50 so far in par five scoring this year, Webb Simpson, Morikawa, Taylor Gooch and Mr. Streelman. And I mentioned some of those guys because if you look at last year, obviously a much bigger sample size, top guys in par five scoring are going to be guys that you're more used to hearing about. Xander, number one, Rom number two, JT, number three, Cantley, Berger, Morikawa, and Webb Simpson tied for sixth. And Kevin Streelman was tied for 10th last year for the entire year, par five scoring, not a big guy, so it might surprise you, but... At a price tag of 6600 on DraftKings, and a solid week last week, he finished 21st. Yeah. He's, one of, he's one of my favorite value plays this week. Very interesting. Par 3 scoring so far this year, in terms of like the top 50, you know, a lot of guys who aren't playing this week, lesser known folks, but of the guys who are playing this week, Xander 24th, Webb 32nd, Danny Lee, one of the cheaper options, he's 32nd in that stat, and he finished with a final round 66 last week. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been as good on the par 5 scoring, but again, something to consider for a cheaper player. Kokrak, who won it last week, of course, 32nd, and then Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and Morikawa off to a good start in these. Par 3 scoring last year. Okay, number one on the list. This name, I would think, would surprise you, but it's a guy we have played some. You've played him even more than me. That's Rowenski. He's number wow. one last year on par three scoring, and he's only 6,300 on DraftKings, 7,200 on FanDuel. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's capable, too. I, I've had him a few times. He had some top 20 finishes and, and was in there. Uh I, yeah, now that you mention that, I, he is good on the three 
par threes, no ID, he was first. Right. But, uh, I, you know, where he is from watching him and, and playing him, he not, doesn't seem to score as well on the par fives, mm-hmm. which, again, you know, you got five of each here, so you need a little bit. If we can find those crossover guys, I guess Shoffley's sounds like the number one guy crossover right now. Yeah, and he's got the awesome recent form, so yeah, uh, be tough to fade him. Other guys last year on the par threes who you wanted to be invested in, Harris English was number two, Tyrrell yeah. Hatton was fifth, Webb Simpson, again, you hear him a lot in these stats, he was ninth, Jason Day was 12th, Brendan Todd, Ricky Fowler, and then Rom was 16th, and he was the last guy who averaged under three on a par hmm. three. So wow. the, all those guys we just mentioned were under par in par threes for the season last year. Pretty impressive. So That's crazy. Those are the guys that jumped out at me in terms of stats to look at. Uh, to try to narrow the field a little bit. Quiet. Sorry about that. We've. Uh, I figured this was going to happen. You know, we have Chance, our mascot here, my Jack Russell. Well, uh, my daughter is out of town. And so I have her Chawini and her, I'm not sure what this little dude is, I mutt, I guess, <laughs> but they like to bark. So I apologize. I expect that to happen a few times. So it's, if just so you know when they're barking, it's Sunny, Bella, and of course, Chance. So well, sorry Chance about that. must have liked that par three scoring stat. So keep that one in mind. Who did you mention right then? Because they were barking at him. I think it was right after I said Rom. Yeah. But wow, they're thinking he's the dog this week, could, maybe. Could be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that could be it, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to mention is to, to finish off the thought about the course history here, because we've mentioned Tiger. We mentioned Matthew Wolf playing here so many times. Uh, the other guys who played in that Hero World Challenge a couple times or more are the veterans, as you might expect, since that tournament goes back 20 years. So Phil has played it. Uh, Paul Casey has played it and finished third twice. Ricky Fowler has a sixth and a fourth. That's why I think he should be in the top 35 in odds to win it, even though he hasn't been playing well. Because, you know, last week he finished 28th. Webb Simpson's played it three times. He's got a seventh and a fifth. Jason Day's played it a few times. Jordan Spieth finished sixth here, uh, tied for 16th. And Jordan Spieth... Let me just transition into a potential value play. Okay. I mean, he's 6,900 this week. Obviously, been, you know, talk about a GPP play for DFS golf, but he's played the course. Last weekend, he finished 69, 67. So, when are you going to get Jordan Spieth with that type of recent form under 7,000? I mean, I'm not going to go out there and play him a bunch, but. You know, at that price tag, I might have to get him in a lineup or two, and I can't remember the last time I played him. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the same exact way about Fowler. I mean, we look at Fowler and Spieth, and they're usually expensive, and they've had such great history. But, man, neither one of the, them have scratched a top 10 in, in God knows how long. But, you know, they're certainly capable. And all they have to – I mean, it's just such – golf is such a fine – you know, line between scoring and not scoring. But, uh, I mean, it, to me, it sounds like if you want to take a shot at a few GPPs for a big takedown, you can, you know, stack some of these 
guys with course history and the, the guys that are have been out of sync lately, like the Fowlers, you know, and, and those guys. But uh, cash, I think you got to go back and dig into f- the form. I mean, Shoffley on down the line is the way I'm looking. But, uh, you know, of course, what it comes down to, you know, looking at those stats and then with, with what you've seen so far, where can you find those couple of value plays that are going to make the difference? You know, is it a Warinsky or, uh, you know, uh, a few of the other guys that you mentioned? Uh, so why don't you go a little bit more into that? Because that's usually a huge differentiator in building these lineups out. Yeah, so I think my two favorites are Kevin Streelman at 6,600 on DraftKings. Okay. He's 8,000 on FanDuel. And, you know, Rowenski, that's pretty cheap. Um, so he's up there. Those are probably my two favorites under 7,000. I do really like Cameron Smith just above okay. that. Um, you know, he just – he's kind of a quiet name. He just sneaks in there with the top 20s. So yeah. – uh, he's a guy that I'm going to get into some lineups. Um, but I want to transition to one other stat here, strokes gained approach. Okay. You know, we, we talk about it often. but That's this, a huge stat. Yeah. Huge stat this week. And, uh, you know, the course historically, one of the reasons Tiger has done so well is because they were very contoured greens. As you mentioned, you have to be precise with the iron shots. Yeah. And so in the last few years, they have flattened out some of the greens the contours aren't as slopey, so it's not as important. But I do think strokes gained approach is another important stat this week. And looking at the guys who've been up there this year so far, one name that really jumps out at me is Bubba Watson. He's eighth in that stat this yeah. season, and he has great course history here. I didn't get into that earlier, but he's finished 14th, 6th, 9th, and 3rd. Wow. And last week he was tied for seventh. So yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff going in the right direction for Bubba. Um, and he's under 9K on DraftKings, under 10K on FanDuel. Yeah. The other guys up there in strokes gain approach so far this year, Matthew Wolf, of course, Morikawa, Hatton, Henley, uh, Lanto Griffin, Hovland, Danny Lee, they're all around that top 50 mark or higher. And then the stroke screen approach last year, of course, the guys that just dominated uh, Justin Thomas, Morikawa. Henley was third for the season. Yeah. Patton, Hideki, Webb. You got to say Henley. You had to bring had that just, up. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, tell the quick, can I tell the quick Henley story not to interrupt you? Yes. And then fin- you can finish that list. Well, we were sweating on Sunday. I take down a tournament. And one of our members and I both, you know, played the lineup. Uh, it, and it was a weekend lineup, so we didn't get a whole lot of members that played it. But the one member and I were both in the Discord, and we're watching it. And we had Henley. He's in the last group there. And it's it's the wonderful par five uh, that you can reach in two. And uh, all we needed was a birdie from Mr. Henley, and we take it down. So he hits a beautiful drive, rips it down the center, hits his uh, second shot right at the pin, rolls off the back edge, you know, good 45 feet, but he's off the back edge, chipping for eagle. So all we need him to do is get up and down for birdie, which we had watched three or four guys do that in a row. 
This dude hit a pitch that looked like something I hit when I have a bad lie and I'm off balance and I've had a, a few too many drinks and it's the last hole. But this ball went like that direction instead of that direction. And he had a 40-foot putt for birdie for us to win. And then on top of that, he has to give us the having to stand up and sweat it because the damn thing looked like it was going in and just goes by the edge and misses it. So anyway, <laughs> wanted to share that sweat because it was it was uh, it was a great win. We got tied for second and everything, but. Russell Henry Henley is not going to make my lineup this week because he's in my doghouse. Right. So sorry, I had to share that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we probably were at a pretty good spot to end that list because we were at Victor Hovland number seven last yeah. year in strokes gained approach, and he just checks off a lot of boxes for me. You know, we've mentioned how he's been knocking yeah. on the door, and you know, par five scoring, strokes gained approach, recent form. Uh, I think a lot is setting up in his favor, and he's not one of the more expensive guys. He's in that top 20 for the odds but uh, and top 20 for pricing, but you can have a really strong lineup with him in there. So no he's he's standing out for me this week. I wanted to ask you about two guys because I watched a decent amount of golf this weekend, and I, was, uh, I know uh, Terrell Hatton's one of those real fiery, you know, stoked up dudes it's always amped up and you know he's definitely hitting the the uh red bull or whatever but you know i watched him it's it's pretty darn funny though when you're playing dfs it's a final round okay you're all fired up you know it's on tv now it comes on your guys on the tee you're like yeah let's go he hits he hits a drive and he's they have to beep you know they silent it like because you know he's swearing, so you can't hear him swear, which they don't always catch now in this COVID world, but they did cut that out. So he gets down down there in the fairway, and he hits a three-wood, and then he throws the three-wood, and he, he walks up behind it and kicks it like three times, <laughs> like all the way down. The, I'm like, what the hell? I got, I got you, man. What are you doing? But uh, he is an interesting guy, uh, but he's tough as hell. Yeah. I mean, he got up there, and uh, that—that's a guy that you better watch him on the par threes because he is our—he shoots at the pin, fearless. But he is another guy that is, you know, if he's dialed in, look out. But he's also a guy that can unravel. So I wanted to mention that to you. The guy, though, that I want to ask your opinion on because I was very, very surprised. I watched Colin Morikawa. You know, he was 20 out of 24 cuts, seven top tens last season, took the world by storm, rookie of the year, the whole nine yards, big tournaments won. He just did not look right to me. Did you watch much of him play? I saw some, not a ton this week. I had so much football stuff going on. But, you know, just looking at his stats for the week, he was third in strokes gained approach. And, yeah. he, you know, he didn't quite put it all together. Right. But... You know, for if you thought he looked a little bit off, and he still finished tied for twelfth, I mean, that's this guy is such a stud. He's got so much talent and consistency because of that, the 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 iron play and how good he is tee to green. So I, I'm fine with getting him back out there. I love you know he's my favorite guy this week. Uh, I mean, I I know every Chalk City on Shoffley. I mean, we all know that. This, you know, everything points to him here. 
But I'm telling you, Morikawa, I don't think, this is my feeling. Again, this is not something I read. This is just coach talk, watching, you know. He, I don't think he loved the setup. I so A lot of the guys weren't real thrilled with that setup there for that tournament. It's a beautiful course. There's stones and waterfalls and everything. But there's some quirky holes. You know, it's set up for if you stay at the MGM, uh, their properties, you can play on that course. So it's it's sort of a touristy kind of course, and it, it plays that way. I think there was just a little gimmicky stuff where those guys, you know, if it's a par five and they hit a monster drive and then they have a six iron or seven iron, and in some cases, uh, Koprak the one time had a wedge uh, in, and you still can't hold the green. You know, I mean, it's just sort of goofy the way the setup was. So I, that's what I saw with Morikawa. He just seemed a little agitated at times, and that's not him. He's usually happy-go-lucky. And for him to finish 12th, and it looked like he was just grinding it out, man, if he gets a little comfortable, I think any time he's comfortable for a full four rounds, he is a top five candidate immediately. He's that good. So I'm, I don't uh, recommend fading the Shoffley chalk. And I love Morikawa, so I wanted to throw those two out because I want to start my builds with those. And the problem is, and this is where I'd like to get some input from you, Shoffley's 11-2 on DraftKings and Morikawa's 9-8, whereas uh, on FanDuel, Shoffley's 11-6, Morikawa 11-1. So they, that stings, and it creates a situation where I'm going to have to have a couple mid-level and then a couple of uh, lower-priced guys. So we got a undesirables. Couple, yeah, the undesirables. <laughs> Some of the undesirables this week in pricing are desirable. So it's, well, here's it's all right. the thing that makes them not as undesirable is they don't have to worry about getting cut. Exactly. So if they can squeeze in there and throw a 66 or 67 on the board and you know at least get some points for you, it's not as terrifying because when you do put one of those guys in there where you're reaching, you know, like I'm looking down here at my Warinsky, 14 for 21 in, in uh, you know, making the cut with three top tens. That's great. I mean, it's good. But, you know, in normal turns where he's got a good shot to not make the cut and then you're sunk. So it makes a little it's a little bit easier to swallow uh, when you can go down lower on some of these guys and, and not and know that they're going to get four. But what I'd like to ask you, just asking you one guy, because we, we certainly want to, you know, dive into this some more during the day and then share a bunch with our Discord group. But there's a big chunk on DraftKings. You have DraftKings pulled up? Yep. All right. I would like to, to get the guy that you would roster. By the way, don't roster Jason Day. He withdrew the last event uh, with a an injury. So he's... Neck I don't injury. expect him. Yeah, his neck, he couldn't turn his neck at all. And also Dustin Johnson has COVID, so uh, you don't want to go those two directions. But anyway, the guy I'm looking for, I'd like to fall somewhere between uh, David Berger at 8,900 down to uh, Ricky Fowler at 77. So that page of guys, I think... It's gonna. I'm not like jumping out of my seat for any of these guys, but I'm gonna need one of them, I think, to round out my roster. So, who do you think? Bubba. Bubba Bubba? Watson, 8,700. Okay. And 
Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm also not thrilled about that stretch of the pricing, and so okay. I'm actually I'm, I'm much more interested in the guys just above it. So Bubba and up, I, okay. I really like some of these nine thousand down to Bubba guys on DraftKings. Yeah. So he's the guy in that in that tier for me. Okay. And I do just want to mention with the pricing on both sites and Xander and the chalk. And if you play him on DraftKings, it's tougher because he is the most expensive. But on FanDuel, the last lineup I made has Xander and Morikawa and another guy we haven't really talked about much, Mr. Webb Simpson, in it. I think the yeah. pricing is is a little softer on FanDuel. And, yeah. you know, Webb Simpson is the guy that I just I'm going to keep thinking about here because in terms of the stats, again, he really checks all the boxes, and I know his recent form hasn't been elite, but this is the perfect kind of course for him, where it's not as long, and you know the the par fours are not long. We've got all these par fives. You know, I I I just like Webb sort of on paper. If we can just get him to kind of lock in and and be sharper than he has been recently then I, I'm excited about this lineup on FanDuel that has Webb along with Xander and Morikawa. That's powerful. Quick quiz. Do you know of this entire field, who averaged the most fantasy points for a tournament for the season out of the entire field? For last season? Yes. For a full tournament, total fantasy points, which is what we go by. Ooh. Uh, well, I might have to say Rory. It's Webb Simpson, bro. That's why I brought it up because I don't think people really get that. They wouldn't guess him. I think you're, I would have guessed Rory or, you know, one of the dudes like that, Shoffley, Rom, you know, Dustin, whatever. But Webb Simpson at 86.9 total fantasy points for a four round event is number one of anybody in this field. And that's something that I, the last thing I want to mention, you know, this is, this is not, you know, if your guy finishes third, you get X amount of points. It's what are his fantasy points? And there's several times guys that have finished second, third, whatever, and they don't score as well as guys finishing sixth, seventh, eighth, that kind of thing. So you got to look, you know, got to look deep into it for the Eagles and the birdies and those guys that are consistent in that way, because you're going to have, you know, some interesting fluctuation. Now, this is one thing that scares me a little bit, and I wanted to see where you weigh this, but Morikawa of the top 20 here, or top 17, he's only 73.5 per tournament. He's, you know, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but he doesn't also get a ton of eagles, whereas below him in pricing and 13.4 points higher per tournament is Webb Simpson. So, you know, just something I wanted to bring up to look at because we don't often talk about that piece of it, but it is something that you can get some steals. You know, if you go way down the list here and you want to, you know, if you feel Adam Scott is going to have a better tournament here than he has, everybody's forgotten. We haven't mentioned Adam Scott in months. He's averaging 75.1. That's terrific. That's better than guys like Matsuyama and Tony Finau and on and on. And that dude also made uh, 11 out of 12 cuts. So, you know, there are some guys in there, 
And that is a stat to start looking at. Uh, you know, guy like Abraham Answer, same thing, 72.3. He's That's a top 10 uh, type uh, of number with six top 10s and 21 out of 24 cuts. So there are guys like that at Answer at 78 that also check several boxes here. So gives you a few, a couple ideas. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it is important to uh, use that as a potential tiebreaker. Um, and a lot of things come into play with that, including, you know, how many events did they play? You know, that's why I guessed Rory, because remember he got on that stretch where it was like if he was below T6 or T7, it was a shocker. Yes. He was just an automatic t- top 10. So every time he showed up, he got those bonus points for the finish. But, but yeah, Webb, you know, birdie machine. Um, and he's so good in so many stats and so consistent. He's always getting those high finishes um, that, again, if we can just get him to return to that form, then this could be the perfect course for him. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be a fun tournament. I, you know, this is definitely going to be a good one. I think there's a lot of different possibilities. You're going to have a lot of variant lineups, and, you know, that's what makes it a lot more fun. So outstanding. A couple things I wanted to mention real quick. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, most important thing that I'll ask throughout the whole podcast here, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe to our YouTube, and also hit the little alarm. That'll give you an alert every time a new podcast posts. We have some uh, cool podcasts coming up. We're going to do a a bankroll management and uh, contest selection show for strategy. We've got an NBA draft show in November. We've got, obviously, all of our golf and football and everything else going on. So we're uh, you want to be able to get that alert so that you know when things post. So hit that. We also have that contest that we do. We, ha- we are uh, three weeks into it, so only another uh, 10 days for the free one-month membership. And all you have to do... To qualify is subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we have all of those that have subscribed for this month, and uh, one person will be drawn out for that. Uh, also mentioned, you know, uh, on Twitter, uh, follow, retweet that uh, the, the the tweet that we put out there with BetUS for that hundred dollar giveaway. That's also at the end of the month, so we have some good giveaways there. If you want to catch us on Instagram, we're DFS underscore Coach Talk. And on Twitter, follow us throughout the day. We're all at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. So we'd love to love to have you join us uh, on any of those outlets. Send us questions, feedback, YouTube. You know, we'll answer everything from there on Twitter. Jump in our Discord. We'd love to have you. Why don't you give one last mention if they want to join up, uh, and uh, then we're going to go along our merry way here and get ready for World Series Game 2. And uh, last thing before you do, it's not a, a race to get your lineup in tonight because this is a West Coast tournament, the first, and it's a shorter field. Believe it or not, the first tee t- uh, lock isn't until 12.50 p.m. Eastern, uh, on Thursday. So watch the podcast today or even tomorrow morning. You have plenty of time to lock in. You have until 12.50 p.m. Eastern 
on Thursday to enter this tournament. Definitely secure your spots. Don't wait to the last minute because of the extra time. I think we're going to get a lot more people uh, entering. All right. All yours. Yeah. So for the golf lineups, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com. Pick up one of our memberships. We'll get you into Discord. You get the lineups. And if you do it Wednesday evening, you'll get the World Series Game 2 lineups. And make sure you do it before Thursday because we've got NFL Thursday night. So that'll be my final comment here is uh, do uh, tune in with us late Wednesday night for the NFL uh, Thursday night showdown preview. Or you can watch it uh, throughout the day on Thursday. Absolutely, man. Great Great pod. I miss doing them every day. I can't wait till basketball's back, but uh, great to be in here. And we'll, you know, keep tuning in. We've got a lot of great info for you. Uh, our uh, charity of choice here is mombon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Wonderful, wonderful uh, charity set up by the Bryan family. So uh, enjoyed it, Andrew. Uh, thanks for all of the great input. I think we're going to crush it this week. I feel really good about uh, this this tournament and the field. And uh, any final words on your side? Thanks for joining us, and good luck with your Zozo lineups. That's it. Zozo for the win-win. That's our yes. goal. <laughs> all right, man. Well, have a great week, everybody. And, uh, you know, keep tuning in, and we're going to stay hot here. We'd love to have you join the, the Coach Talk family. So jump aboard DFSCoachTalk.com and we will talk to you again next time as we look to crush it in DFS.